0: the time of the future welcome welcome to
1: post vacation willow pain to the most recent and and everyone else to the po- most recent episode of bookstabber willow stabs and gene blocks the books gene blocks on behalf of the books how's that i don't know <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah we're it's like uh, rocky and his coach and you've got a book in front of me and i'm trying to jab at it you're and... jabbing the book. You're keeping it out of my way, you know. That's not Rocky Rock, Rock, like a boxer would.
1: Rocky's coach Burgess Meredith wanted wanted uh, Rocky to hit the 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 mitts, though, right? And I don't want you to hit the book. I don't. I don't want you to strike.
0: I, I don't. I don't know. That would... I've never seen Rocky, so I don't know. You've never
1: seen Rocky? Oh, you must no, watch Rocky. It's I such haven't. a good movie. Such a good movie.
0: I've you seen parts of it. Think I, you think? I know.
1: You think it's not going to be a good movie? And maybe it's not now because of of who Stallone is, but. It was such a good movie.
0: Oh, is still, did something happen to Stallone that I wasn't aware of?
1: No, no, I just mean like like all the kind of much worse movies and and his identity. You, you know, you know what I mean. Like like I think people in pop culture love to hate him for his success and for his failure and like the combination thereof. And you know, he, he wrote and directed and starred in Rocky, and it was just it was, it was kind of this amazing indie movie at the it felt like an indie movie, whatever whatever the definition of indie movie.
0: Well, anyway, I'm Willow Payne. Uh, I'm the artist behind Library Comic and the creator of the Haunted. Sk- and I'm Gene Ambaum, and I uh, sit in my kitchen a lot. You also make library comics.
1: I do make a library comic, And uh, here I am with my cat, Tokyo, and we are going to talk today about The Dark Forest by yes uh liu shijin Shijin, i think is his name
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trip over a lot of chinese pronunciations this episode so buckle
1: up buckle up it is the sequel to the three body problem uh and it is the second book in a trilogy of book called the remembrance books called the remembrance of earth's past they were all originally published in chinese uh starting in about 2008 and tor started publishing them here in the u.s uh in about 2015. they've won a bunch of awards uh Liu Shijin is a very famous author internationally, um, and uh, we should start by saying we're going to spoil these bo- this book uh, entirely. I, I don't think it's much of a spoiler for the rest of the series, because I have not read the rest of the series. I don't know. I hardly remember the first book, which Willow read more recently, so maybe Willow can start by talking about that first book. Before, I think, Willow, you should give the book talk for this, I, I, I but, but briefly, just a brief paragraphs about what it's right. about okay like like a pitch okay, okay. ready okay okay yeah. here's your here's your here's your moment to shine like like you want to talk about the first book first the three body problem
0: well right so we have to talk about the three body problem because the book the dark forest is complete and utter nonsense without having read the first book you you will not understand what's happening it does not it does it makes no effort to catch you up on those ideas i'm not sure so, if i
1: agree with that but 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 i but i think so
0: yes right so the first book the three body problem uh, is a hard science fiction book following uh, a scientist who for whom uh, strange things start to happening. They're noticing strange data appearing uh, in, in various research. Uh, there's an epidemic where physicists around the world are, are committing suicide because physics isn't making sense anymore. Uh, they're doing experiments and getting data that seems to be conflicting. No one know, really knows what's going on. This is another problem. We're not going to be able to remember a lot of these names. I've read uh, the Three Body Problem probably two months ago now, uh-huh. and most of the characters don't uh, aren't in the next novel. They they it's sort of a rotating cast of characters. Right, right, But okay, the three body the Three Body Problem. This this one scientist realizes that there's some kind of strange international conspiracy going on that seems to be targeting. Uh, physicists who are advancing technology forward. And uh, there's already uh, an international team of generals and scientists who are sort of aware of this problem and are trying to address it in somehow. And we discover through a series of convoluted events that uh, a Chinese scientist who is working on on an experimental radar surveillance system has contacted uh, an extraterrestrial species uh, near Alpha Centauri, and has intentionally contacted them with the intent of them coming to invade Earth. So that's the general gist, uh, but a lot of the flavor and fun of the book comes from the knowledge of, the, so the sort of this cult develops around uh, humans who are welcoming aliens to come exterminate them and take over the planet Earth, and they build this elaborate video game, this sort of virtual reality video game that is about, you know, Uh, understanding the the aliens' plight. The aliens, uh, humans call them Trisolarians. They come from a planet Trisolaris because it is a single planet that orbits three suns that are constantly orbiting each other, uh, which leads to a chaotic way of life because sometimes uh, the three suns are too near the planet and the planet just burns up. Sometimes they're too far away from the planet and the planet is frozen. Uh, it's just, there's no telling how how life can sustain on this planet, and so the life forms themselves are exceptionally long-lived and hardy with uh, incredible abilities to sort of hibernate and dehydrate and keep themselves alive, uh, but the, the reason want to conquer the earth is because the earth is like a paradise to them in that it has a completely stable rotation around one sun you know the weather is predictable everything about it is paradise so in order for them to conquer the earth they build a an armada of ships spaceships to fly to earth which is four light years away which is going to take 400 years of real time to fly through because they can't fly at the speed of light Um, but the aliens come up, this is sort of the, the main science fiction premise that of which most of these books hinges on, I would say these aliens do have some pretty advanced technology by our standards. And one of the really incredible things that they come up with is, uh, they essentially make a supercomputer that is literally in size and scope, one photon. Uh, that they, they manage to make like a big computer and then they shrink it down using crazy technology uh, so that it is one individual subatomic particle that they can fire at functionally the speed of light so that it reaches Earth in about two years. And so they populate Earth with what they call sofons. It's a it's a wisdom particle, right? A sofon. And so these sofons have the ability to communicate with people. Our main character throughout most of the three-body problem is, is being observed by a Sophon, and he starts to see numbers in photographs that shouldn't exist, and that's because a Sophon is putting them there. It has the ability to interfere with technology, which is why all of all of these physicists who are working on super colliders, all of their data is wrong because a Sophon is in the collider, giving it bad information on purpose, so that uh, we can never advance physics. This because the Tricelarians are afraid that if humans were to continue advancing technology at the rate that we have been which is sort of an exponential rise right that we would eventually get to the technology that we could destroy them before they could conquer us
1: well but, but it's not technology it's it, it's the basic research that is that is held up like like technology continues to advance but only on only along the lines well what
0: we know well but technology and research are one and the same from a scientific point of view that uh getting building super colliders and understanding fundamental level uh you know physics gives us better technology
1: yeah but i i but but I, but I think i think i have to disagree with what you just said but we'll get into that later in the in the book because like there, there's there's
0: a yeah anyway okay um so in by the end of the dark forest we know about this we know about this organization the eto uh, which is funded by a, an american billionaire who's kind of an environmentalist you mean you mean, you mean, by, uh, you mean by, the,
1: by the end of the three-body problem?
0: The, I'm sorry, yes. By the end of the three-body problem we know about this this organization, the ETO, who is trying to sabotage all of Earth's governments and militaries to allow for the Trisalarians to invade as best as they can. And they have a lot of sort of individual groups within the ETO, some of whom are like, we hate humans, some of whom are like, uh, you know, we just think that things could be better and maybe we can cohabitate with the tricelarians There's a lot of splinter groups and they fight amongst each other all the time it's it's kind of a satire of politics in general i think uh so by the events of so now let's get to the dark forest so when we start with the dark forest the entire world knows that the the aliens are invading in 400 years we have 400 years to try to prevent the extinction of human humanity by an alien invader our protagonist for pretty much the entire book is uh, a chinese he's he's a academic Uh, his name is dr luoji he has a an interesting background in that he uh is is a doctor of sociology as well as astronomy but he doesn't this is just because he sort of switched paths in his career at an odd juncture and and for a lot of the book we don't really know why we're following him but we know that that obviously the un and all of earth's governments and militaries are very concerned about Trisolaris, and so while they are under observation by these Sophons, there are, we don't know how many Sophons are on Earth. There are a lot of them. They're observing everyone who's important: every president, every prime minister, every general. There are no uh, there are
1: no secrets essentially from the Trisolaran civilization, and they're being transmitted exactly. to them in, in real time.
0: They have access to all media. They they know every language that we have, so there's no sort of code breaking going on here uh well or rather there's no ability to encode anything from them. The UN comes up with this plan. They call it the Wallfacer Project, which is they call it that in reference to like Buddhist monks who would stare at a wall and and meditate and all everything in their mind is a secret. And so they're like, we're going to appoint four people that are very important to be the wallfacers. And these people are going to come up with secret plans to try to defend Earth from the Tricelarians. And so they name a real bigwig in American military. Uh, they name a, I think he's a Venezuelan uh, president who is also, who's kind of, he's also a scientist. Uh, he's, a, he's a nuclear physicist, I believe. And he's kind of a seen as a, a dangerous figure on the international scale that he, kind of a rebellious guy but you know fighting for his country. Uh, they pick a, a, an English neuroscientist who sp- is also he's married to a Japanese woman and seems to spend half of his time in Japan. Then they pick Dr. Luoji for whom no one really knows why this guy of all people because he's not uh, he's not politically known. he's not really a pioneer in his field like these other scientists. But he is chosen. And so these wall facers have a lot of money and people, manpower dedicated to them developing secret plans. And this is a this is a crazy premise. But that's part of the reason I like it is because it's so comic booky and over the top.
1: Yeah, I have to say (laughs) it's a great it's a great premise. I, I think that I think that's a pitch I would make. But like explain what the wall facers do.
0: Right. So their job is to come up with with a secret plan that only they know uh, to to help defend Earth from Trisolaris, and they have access to hibernation. Th- these books take place in a in a very near future where hibernation technology exists, and so you can cryogenically freeze yourself for anywhere between five years to you know five hundred. And so these guys are going to freeze themselves on and off to make sure that they will be there when the Tri-Solarians arrive in 400 years, so that their plans will go off. And But, so part of the problem is that they have to come up with these secret plans, but they also have to constantly be doing some form of misdirection, so that not the tricerarians don't know what their real plan is and also the people of earth don't know what their real plan is not the least of which is because humans are part of the problem is that they're leaking information and in sort of insider knowledge to Trisolaris. and to that extent the eto comes up with they assign four anti wall facers what they call the wall breakers so that there is a special agent for each one of these wall facers who their entire job is to defeat the, their their project and make sure that that earth is ripe for alien invasion.
1: I, I, I think that's, I think that's the pitch. I, I think like, like these, these wall facers have all this power, like nearly unlimited power and the wall breakers are supposed to figure out what their real plan is and stop. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I think that's the pitch. I think that's the only pitch I would give. Cause like everything else that comes after that is, is so much more right
0: right well and there's a lot of other stuff that happens we follow quite a cast of characters throughout all of these books but there's, there's a lot of sort of military politic and subterfuge and and some of that stuff is hard to follow
1: the, the, there's a lot going on in this book and there's very few characters i cared about the only character that even i even came close to caring about and identifying with and kind of starting to see as a person was uh dr luo right L- like i just couldn't everybody else their names they're just interchangeable they're just Placeholders. I I don't care about anybody else. He seemed to make the most sense because when he when he is given the power, nobody understands why he's given the power, why he becomes a wall facer, which is near the beginning of the book. I mean, first first off, he has this discussion that plays into much later in the book, but you don't quite know how, which is nicely done. About and he talks to Ye Wenjie Wen the the woman who contacted the Trisolarans in the first place and set this all up. And he's talking to her and they're discussing the nature of cosmic society and studying that and how there isn't really a research example and you have to study it kind of like it's math, like it's geometry, just a few axioms. And the first axiom is that survival is the primary need of any civilization. And the second axiom is is that civilization grows and expands but the total matter in the universe remains it and from that you can figure out the nature of cosmic society and, and then that just goes away we forget about that and i think that's why dr luo is chosen as a wall facer but i'm not 100 percent sure is that your thought that that's well, why he's chosen
0: so i want to go into this saying that i came into these books pre-spoiled and that's part of the reason oh, you that did. i was willing to i did hmm. i came into these books pre-spoiled uh i'll give a shout out to i was i was trawling youtube one day like you do and uh totally wild recommendation in the algorithm uh, is a YouTube channel called Quinn's Ideas. I want to give a shout out because uh, I would never have heard of these books otherwise. But this this channel recommended this series of books on kind of an interesting premise because it was billing them as cosmic horror and the the videos were kind of explaining these ideas with, a, with spooky music underneath. But like having read them I can see why that person said that and would make that case. I don't entirely agree. I agree that that, that is one potential reading and and a way of understanding these books but that I do not think that is how the author intended these books to be understood although I, I do like that interpretation and so yeah that's weird to me going into the Dark Forest I already understood sort of the big twist that comes at the very end That and, and so oh, <laughs> you okay. and I probably had a very different experience like getting there it, and, I, and honestly I don't think I would have been read I don't think I would have enjoyed reading these books as much had I not known that was an integral part of it because
1: you could see because you could see the idea developing throughout the book then
0: right because it is foreshadowed at the beginning mm. as you're saying that uh, that when Ya wenjie and luoji have sort of this chance meeting and this is before Ya wenjie i think is uh you know, public enemy number one, right? Because she is the traitor of humanity. It's this really interesting moment. And so she's just kind of talking about like, oh yeah, I think we could model some ideas about how aliens would socialize with one another and their relationships. And and she just hints at this, the barest, barest ideas just by like, I have a name for this theory. And then she walks away and we never hear from him again. And then at the very end of the book, Luoji like lays it all out to his friend, Dashur. And that's when you get the full explanation explanation of why the book is even called the dark forest so should we explain that idea for us, or should we well uh, I, mean, I mean get there well i i i think i think you don't want to spoil it. Well, I
1: no, no. I think I think I think any discussion of this book has to spoil it. But but I think I think that this book. I think the weirdest thing about it is that at the beginning she basically gives it to him as if it's a puzzle. Like she knows the solution to the puzzle, and she gives it to him as a puzzle, and then he has to solve the puzzle. And right, he kind of like structurally the book is like he becomes a wall facer. He doesn't do anything. Like like everybody else is, goes immediately into these research components. Like what what does everybody do? like? Heinz starts looking at the human brain. Uh, Ray Diaz, the former president of Venezuela, starts starts trying to develop these massive bombs tyler i think he's from the u.s military he starts trying to create a fleet of small fighter craft spaceships that that will basically deliver these giant bombs right they all seem very straightforward but they're not their actual real plans are not straightforward but they're not exposed until later and luoji does nothing he's like i need you to find me a place that looks like my perfect place and i don't want to know where it is uh i want you to find it and, and this is what it should look like And they take him there and he's there and it's just paradise. And then he's like, I have this perfect woman that I've envisioned my whole life. I want you to find her and bring her to me. And they bring her to him and they kind of fall in love and they have a child. And then everybody is like, what the hell are you doing, man? And he's like, you know, just trying to live my life, trying to be a happy guy. And then he basically, like, his arc—his arc is the only thing that really concerned me in this book. There's so much other stuff going on, but his arc is that he basically casts a spell on a planet that's how, how many light years away? I can't remember. Like,
0: uh, it's it's quite a few. It's like it's like fifty light
1: years away. He's like, oh, there's a planetary system, and I'm just I'm gonna send out this signal, and and the oh, and, and the sun they find out can be used to to amplify signals from the Earth at certain frequencies. And, and and that's how uh, the
0: trisolarens are contacted in Chile as well. But this, right. YaoNGA in the first book contacts the the but she invents the ability she realizes that she has this experimental radar dish and it, it it only it's only so good but she realizes that she could reprogram it to bounce a message off of the sun which blasts out into the universe and can reach light years and light years away somehow it amplifies
1: it yeah i mean like it's it it's it, 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 it there's there's weird stuff happening i didn't find it incomprehensible you reminded me in the very very m- most minimum way of the book i had read the three-body problem, like maybe five or six years ago, and we know how bad my memory is for books. Um, so I, I think I think it, this book actually stands on its own, kind of wonderfully, as long as you can just just sink into it and not worry too much about what's going on. But but Jie, like like he sends out this spell, and it's a series of images that basically point to this, this stellar system in some way. And he says, and, and people are like, what, what was that? And he's like, it's a spell. And he doesn't explain anything to anybody because he doesn't have to. And, but that's all he does. Everybody else is like procuring huge military resources and scientific resources. And they're arguing and they're meeting with you. And he just refuses to meet with anybody. And then uh, they kind of, they, they put what? his wife and his daughter into into hibernation and try to use them against him. Because the weird thing is, is like Luo Jie, like like the Trisolarans keep trying to kill him right and and they're not yeah. trying to kill the other wall facers they're only trying to kill him so the un like realizes that whatever he's doing must be the craziest thing but then it's like He goes into hibernation and everybody forgets that. And then he wakes up in the future and it's like, it's like, it's like so bizarre, but I was so glad that that was going to happen because I was talking to you about the book and I thought if this book doesn't suddenly leap forward a couple hundred years, I'm going to hate this book forever. It's just going to be so, if it's just stuck here and then the next book in the series is 200 years later or 400 years later at the final battle, I'm going to, I'm going to hate it. But you let me know that it does jump forward about halfway through and I was like, okay, then I can, then I think something is coming. And basically there is no Wallfacer project and it's this wonderfully realized future where People live underground and technology has advanced, which is why I was going to argue with you about when you said that like technology has advanced, but basic research hasn't advanced. So it's all based on what we have now.
0: Well, but the, the technology that has advanced is largely superficial. So certain things have definitely advanced. Medical technologies come a long way such that like lots of diseases mm-hmm. are cured. Um, they, they can do all kinds of incredible things with surgery and medicine. Medicine has absolutely advanced. We have basically perfectly sustaining electricity like we perpetual energy is not a problem for the most part uh although it's it's not really perpetual energy but well it, it,
1: it, it, it's 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 fusion and, and the way it manifests it looks seems perpetual right it's cool it's it's like it's interesting
0: but but as they but you know there's a character who because a lot of people are frozen uh to survive into the future and so one of the characters is a completely like background moment but there's a character who is a was a professor of physics in our century, who is who is transported two hundred years in the future? Because so we're not four hundred years in the future all the way to the Trisolarian invasion. We, we go two hundred years into the future when like their first probe that is really fast yeah, right. gets here. But there, but one of but there's this character who he's a professor of physics and he's still able to teach his job and he like openly weeps because he realizes physics hasn't advanced like this is terrible
1: well that, that's the thing i wanted to say but like like the basic physics is still the same because our understanding of the universe hasn't expanded because experiments have failed because of the Sophons.
0: but but right but that's because the but the trisolarians know that that's the technology that we would need sure. in
1: order to actually well, it, it's not technology it's basic research to develop new technology we don't have any new technology we just have this expression of it the... well I, I think that's brilliant though in this book i i think i think it's the most brilliant thing because you end up with this future that is based on our technology now right which which our visions of the future are often like that we don't assume a huge breakthrough like the most satisfying vision of the future so the vision of the future is super satisfying because there's no new developments in physics, right? I mean, like, like it, it's kind of awesome. It's like when you're watching an old Star Trek, you're seeing an expression of the button-pushing, like, modernity of the 60s, right? Or the late or the early seventies. Yeah. And like, like this is an expression of now. And it, it's, it's perfect because it's logical, you know, in ways that like that normal expressions of the future. So anyway, I, I love that. I, I love that everybody had just like let the environment founder because the Trisolarans are coming to destroy the earth anyway, or to take over the earth, destroy humanity. It's brilliant. But then he's kind of forgotten. And then what what happened? What happened next with Loji?
0: Well, so, well, so part of the, I want to touch back on this, that part of the reason that the Wallfacer project sort of was a huge failure Luoji was the only Wallfacer that was not... They didn't figure out his plan. Well, that's not true.
1: Heinz, other... H- too. Heinz, they never figured out his plan. Because Heinz com- comes into the future with Luoji.
0: You're right, you're right. And then and then in in that era, in that 200 years after our present, it is revealed that... Heinz's wife was his wall breaker. Was a big time member of the ETO, and and it's sort of this. There's this incredible sort of dramatic betrayal of not only did she determine, you know, what his plan was all along, but also. Heinz was never really on humanity's side from the beginning. That, like, his plan back in, in our near future, uh, he's a neuroscientist, he's a he's an incredible neuroscientist, and he he starts talking about this idea that the human brain is still basically just a pretty good ape brain that's used to surviving in a jungle and eating fruit and, you know, hitting people with sticks at best. And so he's like, in order to fight a truly advanced alien species, we need to like hyper evolve the human brain somehow and he doesn't make great progress in this regard but what he does come up with is because one of the huge problems across all of these books is the concept of defeatism and how lots of people just give up when they hear that powerful aliens are coming And it's like well i guess we just can't stop them and defeatism is like an actual crime you know internationally that if you were a defeatist like like, you are not helping your species, you are not helping your country, you know, stop it. You have to believe that that we can actually defeat these aliens or else we never will, which I think is a great yeah, idea. Yeah, but like,
1: like, 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 even, see, this is, no, no, I mean, I mean, this this is important to the book, right? But it's like, it's so, it, it's so, yeah, it, it's so strange to even try to talk about this book, because like, like, to me, there's like this... This nice story in the middle of it, of Luo Ji, right? And everything happens around it. And there, there's enough of him to kind of pull me along. And everything else is like a 50s or 60s science fiction novel. It's all this, like, it's all these different ideas being accepted with no, or very little, like, humanity attached to them. Very little in terms of characters. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what Heinz looks like. I didn't, I had no,
0: I have... right. Well, see, that's what I, that's what I like about it, though, is that the characters are their actions. They're not defined by like abstract thoughts and relationships. They are defined by the actual things that they say and do in the setting. To me, that's really peak storytelling. Uh, that's what I. Well, well,
1: I, it, it's it's peak storytelling in one way, but it's 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 peak storytelling of a kind like that, like Asimov kind of kind of excelled at, where they're not really people to me. I don't have any
0: sympathy. Like th- these are books. This is a book full of ideas with like, with like a get, but, but there, but there is a lot of, but there is a lot of humanity there in that, uh, I mean, Luoji's story is like pure humanity, right? That because his original thing, like he gets appointed to wall phaser. He doesn't want the position. He immediately tries to reject it. They won't let him reject it. And he says, okay, fine. You won't let me reject it. I guess I have money now. I guess I, my life up to this point has been pretty pitiful, I'm going to get this cool house. I'm going to live in, in my own fantasy right. that I can now realize. Right. Like that that is, and, and he's going to try to chase sort of wild dreams and he's going to, fi- you know, sort of have the UN give him a girlfriend and he's going to go to the Louvre with her. Like th- th- you can't tell me that that isn't like a, a story about that isn't a personal story well, no no no, right? no
1: that is i i'm saying like that is he is the person in the book for me like 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 the only other person that or the only the only other character that even comes close to being a person like a real person is the guy who uh kills the three scientists in space
0: right well that's but and but this is the thing like i feel like robert mckee for a little bit you know when he's giving that uh speech and adaptation about like you can't find you know people are living and dying in wars every day and babies are being born and you can't tell a story about that like what are you what are you telling stories about this is like th- that's all great human drama stuff these literally all these people are, are trying to save the right, world right. and they're trying to and they're trying to cope with the reality of living in a world that could you know humanity could die any moment now fighting a an omnipotent a, omnipot- a nigh omnipotent yeah, yeah, threat but, yeah, yeah but i'm just uh, i'm just <sighs>
1: Do you, do you disagree that this feels like a book you, out of a different era?
0: Well, I think that, of- I think a couple things are hap- I think a couple things are happening. I think it probably suffers for you for being translated. I think that it is, you know, I go back and forth on whether this is hard science fiction, but I think it is. Well, there's a lot
1: of things. That, yeah, I mean I mean I I think it qualifies more more than not.
0: And so, yeah, it is heavily preoccupied with uh, a lot of really concrete ideas. But they, but they have there's fun with them. The author has a lot of fun with those ideas. There's a scene in it's like the climax of the first book almost, where there is this sort of Columbo-esque de- Chinese detective character who is involved in like trying to root out the ETO. Or er, he meets the our main character early in the in the novel. This is this is in the Three Body Problem. He meets the character early in the novel. And asks him about his research. And our main character's research is, is all about nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. And and he, and he has this bit where he's like, nanotechnology, could that be used in a criminal application theoretically? Like, let's say, like, could you use it to uh, cut the cut the tires on a car? And the scientist is like, well, yeah, theoretically, I mean, it could cut more than the tires on a car it could cut the car. You know, it's, it's uh, a, a, a filament made of of nanoparticles would be so sharp, mm-hmm. it could cut anything. And then, and then in the third act of the novel, they're trying to figure out how to get the information that this evil cult has the ETO without uh, letting without if they if they give any sign that they're about to attack, the ETO is going to destroy all this technology that they have on computer, uh, so that like the UN can't get to it, and so this this one like beat cop i think i think you're you're talking about the three body problem
1: i i i don't remember i am
0: i am no i am talking about the three body problem yeah he comes up with this solution of like you guys want to want to get this thing their boat is going through the panama canal we're going to use this scientist's uh, nanofiber filament to cut the entire boat in half horizontally. They're just going. They're just gonna. Their boat's just gonna go through it, and they're not gonna know until halfway through. And and it's like this huge bloodbath yeah, 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 yeah. of could- I- slicing this boat in half. It's this crazy scene that is. It's so. It's very clever because it is foreshadowed, but you would never have anticipated it happening. And I love the characterization of, like, yeah, just this one sort of weird Chinese Columbo came up with it, like, when all of the super scientists and military. I I think you feel like I'm
1: saying the book is bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a particular kind of book. And I, 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 like, to me, it's like, it's like I, I tried to, when I went back and looked at this book yesterday, I tried to separate Luo Ji's story a little bit from everything happening around it because. Because like his story doesn't really, like nothing takes off until he's like 200 years in the future and they figure out that that the planet he, like the star he pointed to uh, with his spell uh, exploded 50 years ago, right? Like, like, like they, they weren't really watching yeah. it anymore or whatever, but they, they, they looked into the history of observations of that star and realized that's where what he had pointed to with his signal and it had been destroyed. And, and, and when it's destroyed, he's like, awesome, I'm totally right. And you don't know what he's talking about, right? You, you don't know what you don't know what's going I I really like the way everything everything pans out but the problem for me is that I'm reading so much that feels like it's an essay like an exploration of ideas and, and it's it's populated with people and people are doing things and there's not a lot of internal dialogue and that's fine like it's very straightforward it's very readable but there's just there was just nobody for me to care about for most of it except for except for Luoji who I was more curious about than caring at least until the end where I'm like oh this is an awesome guy like like he did his job right like, like which you you kind of hope that's where it's going because it's such a uh, well-regarded series and such a well-regarded book, um, but l- like like it's it's ultimately satisfying. But in the in the minutia, there's just so many parts that are just an exploration of ideas, like uh, in the future. Like, like, I guess the, the big spoiler is, so, so they go into the future, like the Wallfacer project is gone, and this thing called, uh, they, well, one of the probes, well so they've, they've observed the trisolarans going through uh, space dust in a few places, and they know the fleet is on its way, and they know there's one thing they assume is a probe that's going to get here in like a year when Luoji wakes up. And uh, they know it's small, they know it's going to arrive, the entire Earth Armada goes out to meet it, right? And the, the Earth Armada is pretty impressive. And the Earth Armada in- includes uh, some ships that are super fast and to go like all out fast. Like these, these ships actually fill up with um, with breathable kind of water, like in the movie The Abyss, a breathable liquid so that the the acceleration doesn't crush everybody in it. Um, and-, and that's where another one of these characters who's come forward in time, uh, Zhang Behai, who-, who murdered three people in space with bullets made from meteorites. So everybody just thought they were struck by meteors. Um, he did this for the good of humanity. It's kind of a beautiful idea that you, do, that doesn't really pay off until the future as well. Um, but like, uh, basically he hijacks a ship before the probe reaches the solar system. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly?
0: I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you're So, 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 so
1: Zhang Bihai goes onto this ship called the natural selection and he makes it go away from the solar system before the probe arrives at maximum speed. And then other ships pursue it. Right. And so those, those ships aren't there when the, when the probe arrives in in the, in the solar system.
0: Well, so, well, it, yeah, I don't, I, I won't profess to know exactly how that series unfolded, but what's important is that, uh, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of Earth ships that, that are going out to meet this probe. The probe immediately destroys most of Earth's ships. And five of them get away and are just like Earth's gone. We're leaving Earth behind, going into deep space now. This is, we're we're the last hope for humanity. Humanity's screwed. That probe's really bad. Right, right, now, now they're really going to keep now they're going to keep going because like, the
1: whole fleet is basically gone,
0: right? Right. And the, and this is part of the thing of like the tri- you know when we're talking about you know what is technology and what is research. It's like the the probe that the Trisolarian sent that so handily destroys most of Earth's fleet and and is pretty Pretty much equipped to screw over the earth, but it doesn't destroy it in a super high tech way. It's uh, just a
1: super high tech material, and it just like like a bullet just zips through everything. It's kind of it's kind of amazing. It just it just rams it right.
0: Right. I th- well, I think it is capable of doing other things as we learn by the well, we learn that in the next book, I guess. I I'm mostly done reading oh. the third book, but I, I probably won't actually finish. It, yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it, so it, does, um, it doesn't
1: do anything in this except for like at least not in that moment. It does a little bit more more later, but it it, it it's just like it's so technologically unadvanced. It's just this really fabulous piece of material that doesn't have any flaws that just starts it looks like a droplet of of liquid and it just goes and rams the entire earth fleet which they've
0: humanity has i don't i don't think we know that it's technologically unsophisticated though because i part of it is that we we as humans never really get to understand what it is on any level like it's materially it is well materially it's sophisticated no 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 but, but i mean but i mean like its attack
1: is unsophisticated its attack is just to ram through in the right spot.
0: Right. But that's, I, I would consider that split. Well, no, no, no he's he, like he,
1: all, all bullets just ram well, he,
0: things. Right. It's just about what they're but, but he from. points it
1: out in the book. Like, like the only reason I point that out, like, like that it's okay. it's technologically unsophisticated. Okay. It's, it's like this advanced material, but anyway, like, like I think where you were going is the battle in dark battle of darkness. Right. Is that where you were heading?
0: Right. So, so part of, part of Luogi's theories about uh, cosmic society uh, is he he finally feels as if he was right all along after he sees these five human spaceships which are are really big manned spaceships uh manned by you know very high naval officers and and space soldiers force. space force huh? Right. Well, and as they point out many times, the Space Force is basically right, right, right. the new Navy. But what happens almost immediately after they leave, you know, the our solar system is one of the captains sort of does uh, some, some grim math and uh, figures out that uh, they're not going to survive. The, his spaceship is not going to survive based on the energy reserves that they currently have and the food supplies that they currently have and so immediately start targets the other spaceships and tries to destroy them uh so that he can harvest their resources uh and and nobody's happy about this but they and and they talk about this as like humans in space like we we have suddenly not become humans we are now sort of monsters who have to cannibalize in order to survive because we we are separated from the womb of resources that is earth you know we spend some time amongst these people and how deeply troubled they are but also they understand that they can't they can't change that reality that it's either it's either
1: well they can't behave they can't they can't behave as humans on earth anymore they have there's something else
0: right well and it's and and it's cannibalized both in the literal sense of like eating human flesh which they do as well as you know, stealing the fuel and and spare parts. Was
1: there cannibalism? I don't. I don't remember cannibalism in there, but maybe I'm. Maybe.
0: Uh, it may be in the third book, but there is cannibalism. That that is a thing. But, that but I think the happen. important
1: thing is that is that after that battle happens, humanity just watches, and everybody is stunned on Earth. And and, and Luoji's reaction is, "I knew it. I was right. I was right." And you don't know what he's thinking, but you kind of suspect right. it goes back to that beginning part about Cosmic Society. Um, and then and then right and well and, uh, and the earth society basically deteriorates goes insane and then they figure out that that star was destroyed and then they all think he's the super powerful guy that he knows what's going on and so he he kind of gets gets everything to go
0: back from chaos on earth right and and and, right. and it, so he pulls the trigger on on his sort of his long term he 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 now feels uh, vindicated in his beliefs of cosmic society, and so he threatens Trisolaris. Right. Uh, he comes up with a with a sort of a, a button that he can press at any time to threaten them. Right. Well, it's not even a, it's uh, not even a button, but he he that kind that of she's...
1: explains to his friend. uh I don't know what the guy's she 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 King. Who, he he's, he he explains it to him but in, in explaining it to him he explains it to the Sophons that he knows what's going on right that he knows the nature of interstellar society
0: according to the audiobook i listened to his name is pronounced shurchong uh, okay. Chong. uh but but his nickname is Dasher. Uh, okay
1: i don't know um th- 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 that <laughs> that is not how it's spelled in the in it's s h i space q, q- i a n g so i'm like yeah i don't i don't know but 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 he kind of explains it to him for no good reason, and I figured he was explaining it to the Sophons at that point. And he but then the droplet heads for Earth, and he assumes it's going to kill him, and he kind of sets up this. Well, he, he explains he explains uh what's the early astronomer's name from the last book? Yeah, 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 I
0: think you're remembering it, and I think you're remembering in a different order because I think he the Sophons figure out pretty shortly that he's holding the Earth the Earth hostage. And then I think he explains it to dasher no he
1: do- he doesn't he doesn't but, uh yeah. he explains it he explains it first then he's expelled from his neighborhood so, so i I just went back and, and i so i've got notes here that i'm I'm referring to he explains the whole uh chain of suspicion thing and the technical expansion right. the chain of suspicion chain chain well, of suspicion what's... is uh basically that like it it's part of the axioms but like do you contact a neighboring civilization and like or or do
0: Look, the, all right, the book does a better job explaining this, but it's it's actually pretty it's actually pretty simple. Every planet, every civilization that is uh in the in the universe, if there's if there's humans and there's triscylarians, there's probably other species right, out right. there that that we don't know about, right? The universe is actually probably pro- densely Very populated. And though it doesn't look po- and though it doesn't look populated from from our telescopes and whatnot, that's because they are trying to conceal themselves because all of these alien species understand on some level that other species knowing about them is bad. That if you, if when you know about other highly technologically advanced alien species, they are immediately a threat to you. And whoever has the bigger gun is going to shoot first and destroy the other. And so it is, it is basically this hyper intense version of the cold war Where instead of everyone is afraid to shoot each other, everyone is afraid to even be known because there's always going to be a bigger person with a gun behind you and everyone is just hiding from each other. And the the Earth has kind
1: of accidentally revealed its existence, but not said exactly where it is yet, right?
0: Right. The, uh, The amplification system as it exists now, it... A message has gone out, but you know that it's somewhere in the Milky Way galaxy. It's a little, it could be over near Trisolaris for all anyone knows. Um, But Luoji's sort of ultimate plan is to hold the Earth hostage by, if the Trisolarians invade or do anything that he doesn't like, he's just going to broadcast a message saying like, Earth is here. This is where Earth is. Come blow us up. And and there's enough threatening aliens in the universe that will in fact blow it up, which is what, what he proved by the, the quote unquote spell that he cast on a star, which was really just broadcasting three dimensional coordinates of a star pointing that message towards right. that star until an alien species heard it and said... Well, something's happening over there. It's more safe to blow it up than not, and that's exactly right. he, what happened.
1: He, he, right. He assumed that that if if there were enough, like if if the universe is actually a dark forest full of these hunters, right, st- quietly stalking through the trees, mm-hmm. uh, that that one of them would be such an advanced advanced level of species that like it's not worth it's not worth even letting them survive even a moment because because of the tech explosion part of this, which is that basically like like technology develops so fast once it actually hits like and the earth is a good example like from 300 years all of our technology has developed basically and 300 more who knows where we'd have been if the sophons hadn't shut us down right and that's why the sophons are coming to to destroy yeah. us too so we don't destroy them so so he basically he basically has a dead man switch and if he dies he's de- he's designed this ingenious system to broadcast the the coordinates to the universe, even though the even though the trisolarans have blocked using the uh, sun as a microwave amplifier um, or as a signal amplifier, which it, it, it's it's very smart. It's it's very kind of edge of uh, hard science fiction, right? I mean, like like arguably hard science fiction. There's a few leaps here that aren't aren't si- aren't science,
0: right? <laughs> Basically, all science fiction that has ever existed has been proven to be wrong, right? Like no one's secretly come up with the correct thing, except for Carl uh, Barks' Uncle Scrooge comics, which figured out the correct way to uh, lift a sunken ship using ping pong <laughs> balls. Other than that, no one, no one's ever been correct. I'm sure
1: there's another. I'm sure there's another example out there somewhere, but that's a that's a, a well done example, Willow. I salute you. That.
0: Anyway, I think, well, I think uh, you, you might not love the third book in this trilogy, but I think there's enough good stuff in it that you Oh, I've already started, like, I've already started reading it. An... I, I couldn't,
1: I couldn't not start reading it. Yeah. No, oh. I, I mean, I'm, I'm barely into it, but, well, okay. but I, I thought to myself, I wonder where it goes and I don't want to wait five years. I'm just going to read it now slowly, probably, but just so that I, I stay connected and it opens in such a strange place and I'm not really past the opening yet, but yeah, I immediately picked it up. You know, I was excited, but, but, but yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't have any idea what the shot is for that third book. And I don't want to know. I don't want any spoilers. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not pitching for that, but at the end of the book, the tricellarians are kind of negotiating with humanity. Right. And it's like, like, like Luigi. Yes kind of blackmails them basically with their own destruction and humanity's destruction, which is weird because the other Wallfacers, uh, when their plans came out, it, it's clear that all the other Wallfacers had the same idea that, uh, humanity basically could not win the contest and they were going to try to figure out kind of how to, how to, uh, blackmail the trisolarans into, into, um, into, right. into, into giving up the conquest and destroying humanity.
0: It, it, w- w- well, not not blackmail exactly. So, like, because uh, I think these are I think these are really interesting ideas, but they're they're all over the place. So, like Frederick Hines, the American uh, military guy. No, I'm getting those wrong. Uh, Tyler. Tyler's the mil- right. The Tyler's the military, military guy. guy. I think his name is Frederick Tyler. Frederick Tyler, the military guy. His plan is. He develops these drones, and at first he wants—he literally wants to make kamikaze drones. At least that's what it seems. And then he's like, "Okay, there, no one wants to be a kamikaze, so I am making robot drones." Uh, but it, and he meets with like this Osama bin Laden-esque Taliban leader figure, and it's really interesting stuff. The, it's the weird. It's very thing. weird. But, he, but but it's it's very very idea driven his the- his wall breaker. His wall breaker determines like the thing that has all of these connected is that. He's going to create a false army. Well, it's a real army of people of of anti of anti Earth humans who like the ETO that have this anti human sentiment in them, and they're going to uh, they're going to secret they're going to try to betray Earth for Tricelarius, But at a at a moment uh, that betrays everyone, Tyler would actually take control of this rebel army's ships once that it had earned the trust of trisolaris and like self-destruct within their fleet and and take them all out and presumably most of earth would still be safe at that point which like crazy plan but it only works based on deception and his plan got figured out so it it, that so that failed um then the new the venezuela nuclear physicist president uh uh ray diaz his plan essentially was to trigger a series of explosions that would blow up the sun, and then like which which would leave you know Earth inhospitable for uh, no they, liars, they, they, they they didn't blow up think the there sun was but they
1: they they caused the planets to fall into the sun and they create this dust cloud that makes everything right that makes this it makes the solar system un, uninhabitable basically
0: right but I if I I think there was still somewhere in that plan you know trying to make life livable for humans i don't think it was just complete and no 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 suicide. it was total
1: suicide um it, 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 okay. it was total suicide but but he hides it in just developing these giant nuclear bombs basically right and so it, he, he makes it look like they're going to attack the trisolarian fleet with these giant nuclear bombs but what he's really doing is getting to the point where he can assure the destruction of the solar system so that basically the Trisolarians need the solar system too. So maybe, maybe they'll negotiate with us. But when, but like, what's weird is when when his plan, his real plan is revealed, I mean, he just lives in a bunker and smokes cigars and drinks and he's just like living like a pig. But when his plan is revealed, they want to take him to jail, right? They can't believe what he's, what he's been doing and uh, what he's been up to. And uh, he basically has this dead man switch that Luo Ji later uses with the Trisolarans, because he says, if you kill me or if I kill myself, I'm like, you're, we're going to trigger this whole thing. And, and uh, Diaz says, if you, if you take me out right now, like, all these millions of people are going to die in New York. You don't want to do that. Just send me home to Venezuela. When he gets off the plane, he's killed basically by his own people. It, 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 it's very strange. Right. It's like humanity is so mad that they would have that thought that humanity can't handle it. So, like, how dare you try to even negotiate with our lives? And then, what's the other guy? Hines.
0: Hines is the British. L- one, l- yeah. l- 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 uh, the the neuros the, right, neuroscientist. the neuroscientist
1: he basically develops this way to program people's minds um, and he, he he kind of pretends it's a byproduct but it's not right and it's just it's just like you can put an idea implant an idea into somebody's minds and he manipulates it in the wrong way and it's kind of the least interesting but it's also based on the idea that like that um, humanity can't win and he's trying to he's trying to secretly push a different idea like instead of it looks like he's pushing uh, like a a way to deal with defeatism which is rampant in the space force which is people just think they can't possibly win which he believes too um so he tries to push uh, a different idea you know and, and like like it's not his is the least interesting but it's but it's at least an, a, a different approach that was an idea that i think uh, the author had and is explored you know enough and like his wall breaker is his his wife like you said the japanese uh scientist as well it, it, it it's very strange but it like like Ultimately, like it, it all it all is a great backdrop because it's all this exploration of ideas and it's it's all this activity it, it, a, it's a background against which Luoji looks really suspicious. He looks like he's not doing anything like he's just taken the whole wallfacer project and just used it for his own benefit, which he has but but what but what else can he do well, right
0: here's the thing we right but well so we the audience have the the power that the sophons do not have is that we do see inside luoji's mind for the most part uh we we understand why he's doing the things he's doing it's it's not that luoji is evil it's that he didn't want this position and and he's powerless to do anything about it one way or another and you know his arc throughout this whole book is that everyone hates him from the beginning the, the, everyone at the UN doesn't like him. Uh, people are skeptical that he is worth a damn at all. The ETO hates him. The Trisolarium. Well, the hate him.
1: want him dead, which is the only compelling thing other people
0: have about him, right? Well, that and but, well, and that's the thing. He is ultimately humanity's savior by the end of the book, <laughs> but like, you know, just before he, you know, declares that he's holding the Earth ransom to the Trisolarians, which he does privately at first um it only to the sophons that he knows are listening like he has become like a, such an outcast to the world at large like like everyone in the f- his the future hates him you know he's got nothing it's 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 things that look so bleak for him it like it's a crazy story
1: yeah but yeah but, yeah yeah but, but i don't i don't know why the trissolarians like they could have just killed him at any time right up to that last scene where he goes and negotiates with them and it would have been fine like like, like there's a huge missed opportunity there uh that i just don't get like 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 the droplet could have just taken him out and nothing would have happened like like it, it doesn't it th- there, there are points in the story that don't make a lot of sense to me that i wonder what was going on but it's okay you know it doesn't have to make complete sense uh, to me
0: right there there are some things that you're gonna that like this is a very high concept book through and through there's some things that you're going to have to Except, are maybe not easy to explain you know like it's a story I'm sure right? it's it fine i mean like
1: like like, like my, my bar isn't like every thought every thought i have has to be totally in there i'm like i'm willing to suspend some disbelief and just say okay this is how it happened like cert- there certainly isn't a, yeah. a dearth of ideas in this book right it I certainly doesn't need more ideas right <laughs> you know what i mean like right like well, yeah. like, and I don't like those books where everything is, like, every base is covered. Well, I thought of this, and I thought of that, and I thought of this other thing. There's enough of that going on in this book. It's fantastic. It's really enjoyable. But it's not, it doesn't read like other science fiction books uh, from this era that I tend to enjoy. Like, it, it, it has a
0: well, it also comes from a. Com- How many other science fiction books are you reading now that are? Well, no, no, Chinese? no. no. It,
1: it, it's again. It's not a criticism. I don't even. I'm not even trying to, like. I can't evaluate this as a Chinese science fiction novel, right? But 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 it ju- it just feels to me like something from a few decades ago. And I, I read books from a few decades ago, like as you know, right? As our as our next book stabber is going to be, um, but
0: right. Well, we read a we we read a science fiction novel from a few decades ago. It was uh consider phlebas by uh ian m banks and i i agree that this uh th- this does not read like that and that read uh terrible in my opinion
1: yeah but that's not that's not like th- i mean th- that is a book of its of its time maybe but i think that's a more i i think that exists as a present day book like just the the weird way in which it's written but i but like i guess i can see why you feel like that about that
0: yeah well, I I agree that it feels it, it is more in line with contemporary uh ideas about writing. I see I I understand where you're coming from. I I understand why you would say this is like an Asimov book. And in some ways, yeah, I don't I'm not I'm I'm not uh eager to fight that idea and to argue that it isn't like an Asimov book, but also I don't see the similarities being so great that i i i accept this for what it is and part of the reason i like it is because it is not like things that mm. i have read mm. up to this point yeah, yeah. you know i ha- i have read asimov i've read ray bradbury i've read uh heinlein i don't uh, sometimes i like one of, you know i like philip k dick more than most of those um i i wouldn't say this reads like most of those in my experience is it, is it comparable sure as much as it's science fiction um Beyond that, I I I like to take this on its own terms because it's a weird book and legitimately sometimes, legitimately sometimes it reads like VCR instructions. (laughs) I'm not. Sometimes your eyes glaze over. (laughs) And you're like, okay. By the end of this paragraph, they'll be done explaining this thing. But then you get back to some really cool uh, exploitation of those ideas that make you say, "Oh, I hadn't thought of that." Okay, they, it went somewhere. Like, I don't think there's a lot of uh, a lot. Uh, all the Chekhov's guns get oh, sure, 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 sure. I, sure, say, sure. I mean, talk.
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this book again. I'm not saying this book isn't good. I just like if I had read this uh, in the early '80s. I think um I think it would be my favorite book ever right because just because there weren't there weren't books that were kind of doing all these things at the same time it would it would have just blown me away and, and and right now it's it's a it's quite a good book it's quite enjoyable it's it's quite unlike a lot of things that I'm reading, but it does remind me of those books in 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 a good way you know I mean like like no complaints and it's certainly got some modern touches as well I don't think I don't think the Luo Ji storyline would have uh floated in the past but now you've got me wondering like if philip k dick had written this book man it'd be so strange (laughs) right there'd be be so many strange touches and that vision of the future is a little like a philip k dick novel but the approach to it is not like the approach to the philip k dick novel would be to you know put it set it in that future
0: and then follow some guy who's just like some office schmo right (laughs) and talk about his life if it if you want some of my legitimate criticisms is that uh there's almost a little bit of a baby boomer esque uh like critique of young people it, like the scenes in the future, it's like, oh yeah, all of the people who were born in the future, they're obsessed with their touch screens oh, on yeah. every yeah, surface yeah. and their animated their animated clothing. But so that gets even worse in the third book. Uh I don't know if you're no, there yeah. yet where uh, the the So the main character of the third book is, is a woman, and she goes further... Well, she goes into the future to basically this point in time, and the first thing that she notices, because of course she would notice, is that uh, all of the men are hyper-feminine now, and she can't tell men and women no. apart. And and, and she, she feels... She is upset that there are no masculine men anymore, and then she goes even further in the future and masculine men come back after things get harder but like it's (laughs) nope 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 i find it i find it yeah i find it so laughable that like this you know this book was written by a straight man with the idea of like oh yeah men don't have facial hair anymore and they aren't big and they're muscular it's like oh honey gay men are gonna (laughs) keep their facial hair and be big and muscular like this isn't entirely for straight women like i don't know what you think is Uh, happening that's really funny I love it. you you going to tell me there aren't any butches in the future. That's not
1: true. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the book you need to write. Butches of the Future.
0: <laughs> I'm sure someone's already, already gotten on that one. That's not my book to write.
1: I love it. That's great. That's the perfect place to end this. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what else to say.
0: All right. So it sounds like we... It sounds like we both really liked uh, *The Dark Forest* by uh, Sison Liu, or how you we it. We
1: we did, and I have to say, I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked. Maybe this is the sweet spot. I think. I think. Well, this book, like like reading this book, made me hunger for older books, and so um, I'm really glad that we we decided on the next one together. We're going to read uh, *Conan the Rebel* by by uh, American fantasy science fiction writer Paul Anderson. Uh, it's
0: which I'm very excited about. I am yes, too. I love Conan the Barbarian stuff. I love Paul Anderson. I did not know that Paul Anderson wrote a Conan novel. Uh, I was a little surprised to see that, but I think that's uh, much like a Reese's cup—two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> well see. Uh, I, I can bookstabber. Spawn hashtag sponsored by Reese's cup. I
1: can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember any specific Paul Anderson book I read, but I know I've read several. I've read a lot of his short stories. I'm super excited to see what he does with the Robert E. Howard character. I know it's got. Uh, a couple other minor characters from some of the Conan graphic novels that I've read and the Conan stories. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like, like you said, you wanted a book about pirates and this is one we picked. So, uh, the original cover is very cool. It was published originally in 1980 and there's a lot of reprint editions out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally psyched. Um, uh, yeah. So let's see. So uh, if, if you are listening to this and you have some kind of idea for an older science fiction or fantasy novel, maybe that we would enjoy, uh, please write to us at bookstabberpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Um, otherwise, I guess you'll you'll see that new post that new episode in about three weeks. All right. Have a great. Uh, have and a-
0: if it's if if it's close to the first of the month, maybe go to hauntedskull.com dot com and read the most recent story. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yes, yes, you- yes you might hate it and that's all the more reason to check it out very
1: excited most recent story as of right now has horses in it it is creepy as heck if you if
0: like me (laughs) you think horses are creepy that's the selling point if you if the selling point is that it has horses if you also
1: think horses are creepy as heck yes yes (laughs) go 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 check it out all right so uh hey we'll talk to you later have a great day
0: all right keep stabbing